This is JFM Podcast. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Thanabs, a beautiful Friday evening, 6th of October 2023. Gilbert Joseph, good evening, how's your day, how's it going? Good evening Ponsak, I had a good day, um, a rainy one. A bit confusing, you know, because of the nature of um, what we woke up to a few days ago, only to find that the rain would still visit us or visit us as it did happen today. But I think it's quite exciting. Um, I was speaking with someone earlier who said um, we're yet to even see the commencement of the Hamatan. I just can't wait to see if that's really true because it's something I don't really understand. Yeah. Well, today is Friday, so Jumat Karim to our brothers and sisters uh, uh, well, who practice Islam as a faith and as a way of navigating and relating to human beings in a very humane and civilized way. So, uh, Jumad Karim, to uh, you and yours. Well, lots of stories, uh, Gilbert. I don't even know where to start from. You know, you have the Atiku case, uh, the CSU, uh, CSU you mm-hmm. know, that is the Chicago uh, State University. And, you know, uh, Atiku addressed the World Press Conference yesterday. A lot of, you know, things that he said, you know, in that uh, press conference and the implication, you know, uh, thereof. And But, well, uh, let's, start, let's start with Plato State. Tomorrow is Puzdung. Yeah. You know, uh, um, let, let me make a joke. I'm Tarok, so any gas person listening out there mm-hmm. will, will understand where my joke is coming from. You know, the late Colonel Walby. <laughs> he went to the story has it that he visited the u s during the atlanta ninety four oh, was it ninety four ninety four atlanta yeah. ninety four mm-hmm. and then he saw the mascot you know the mascot and then when he came back and then he was very mesmerized you know with the by the way Colonel Walby was the former a d c to uh general Gawan when he was you know head of state so uh, his home is not far from, you know, where we are. Uh, so that is, you know, the background. Conor Welby was one of those first in gas people, you know, that joined the military. So in 94, when he visited, you know, the U.S., uh, Atlanta 94, and then he saw the mascot. And then when he came back, he was talking to his friends and, you know, people around him. He said, the gas man is an international man. When I went to U.S., I saw Wangang. <laughs> Wangang is a type of, you know, dodo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it, I mean, that is the name, dodo. <laughs> so if you don't understand, Hausa, I'm sorry, I can't translate. You say, I saw Wangang there <laughs> because he saw a mascot. He <laughs> said, the gas man is. So tomorrow, if you want to see plenty Wangang, you know, just go to uh, Pangshin. You know, tomorrow is uh, Puzdung. Uh, so it's, it's going to be... Is going to be really interesting, you know. <laughs> and if you are a lover of dog meat, I promise you, I'm going to tell you how you're going to get feel for free. Even if you just go and be tasting, you know, <laughs> just five people. And then how I wish animals, you know, can make supplication or can say, please save us, we're dying. <laughs> I mean, and gas people will be sued by dogs tomorrow, <laughs> you know. But that was on a lighter note. So I would like to wish, you know, uh, coming from a Tarok person, I would like to wish 
And historically, they said uh, Ngazpi were our uncles, you know. So I would like to wish my uncles uh, a happy celebration. Tomorrow is Puzdung. Uh, and I know that Pangshin is uh, filled up even, you know, Mangu. And then, you know, I don't know if, okay, Kanki as well. So uh, a lot of Ngaz people. It used to be an international festival. It's just because of the violent conflict that has plagued uh, you know, our state, you know, for over two decades that you don't find. Uh, but back in the day, you know, you see people, tourists coming from all over the world just to witness uh, the Puzdong Festival. So tomorrow is Puzdong. So I'd like to wish the Ngaz people, uh, of course, Plato State, a happy celebration. Quite important to remember our culture. It helps us, you know, um, keep tabs with where we're coming from and exactly the values and the traditions of, you know, uh, our various cultures. I think it's it's quite important and that this has been preserved from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. It's quite remarkable and it's something the younger ones also have to understand um, how important it is to keep track of these things. And, you know, there has been recently certain um, fears that um, indigenous languages are disappearing. And I think events such as this help people to mark or to even... Um, really understand children, the little ones who are up and coming to understand that, yeah, we have a dialect that we need to preserve. And you ha- yes, you have people, you know, all around who, who ask questions like the, the original language that we had or we have was never English. They were in French. They were in some of the foreign languages that people would like to speak today. It means each and every one of us has to identify with theirs. And for the Ngas people, really important celebration. We wish them a peaceful, you know, time out there. Um, I saw a couple of my Ngas friends, you know, post that right from two weeks back, just trying to warm up, you know, ahead of the Puzdun celebration. So it's one they can't wait to, I'm sure, witness. Yeah. Well, uh, last comment about the Ngas people and culture, <laughs> you know, uh, if you are in gas and you are born, let me see from... Okay, uh, let me not even give a timeline because the Ngas people have funny ways of naming a child. Funny, funny ways. And then, uh, okay, there's a, there was this... Um, uh, there's this cousin, you know, a, a friend to... A cousin of my friend, okay. you know. Uh, the name of... I think it's a girl or boy. The name is Habula, you know. And what... The, Habula means is that okay, Abun Hakane, you know. So that is they have a very, uh, very interesting you know, people. By the way, like I said, they are uh, our uncles, but very, very interesting uh, people. So uh, I wish you happy Puzdong celebration. Well, uh, Gilbert, let's come to uh, the issue of uh, uh, the Atiku. You know, issue. yesterday he gave a press war press conference and lot of you know interesting things to uh, take out i'm just waiting for what the court uh, court is going to decide but if you look at historical trend of this festus kiam was so tenable over certificate forgery the late gani Fayami did that over forgery alleged forgery of certificate so maybe atiku maybe he's going to be the last person to do that and we don't know what defense you know the president is going to come up with you know, for example, but I think that that this particular issue has brought embarrassment, you know, to our country and its people, us Nigerians, because it apparently shows that we don't know the age of Tinubu is just a mis- mysterious human being. Issues around his a- age, 
is not so definite. Issues around his certificate is not so definite. Something that Comrade Aluko was saying to us mm -hmm. two uh, days ago. Yeah, two days, a couple of days ago, he was saying that, you know, uh, it's like most things about him is shrouded in mystery. You know, and if that is the case with, I mean, I didn't, Nigerians didn't vote for Angel to or Demon. You know, why I'm bringing Angel or Demon is because these are celestial beings and they are human beings attach mystery to them, although they are not mysterious, you know, in, the, in themselves. But uh, the president seems to, there's an aura of mystery in around him. And anyone that, I mean, even Barack Obama that, you know, during uh, the election, Donald Trump said that, look, he, he wasn't born on American soil. Obama had to produce his birth certificate to show that he was born in Hawaii. You know, so, but Tinubu, you know, it's like everything around the guy is just mystery, and maybe he thrives, you know, in this mystery. I do not know, but uh, well, he should know that we're a democratic society, and he should respect, you know, uh, democratic values and you know, uh, virtues and ethos. I would say. True, but so, you see, we spoke about this issue in the build-up to the election. Some of these things, some of the questions that Nigerians had asked, and. You remember at some point, I think it was the LP who took it up with him regarding the drug issue, the drug saga, which um, Bayo Ananiga came out to say, look, this gentleman's drug issue is dead as dodo. And you now have some of these things coming up again. A certificate issue, which, by the way, you've said is in, it's an international embarrassment to yeah. Nigerians and Nigeria right now. It is the same thing. You have the institution coming out to say, look, certificate forgery, perhaps it's a Nigerian thing. And you see where this whole thing is, um, the dimension it is taking. It means that uh, the bad reputation that perhaps we have had in recent times when the green passport, the green whatever it is, doesn't even hold value again as other countries or national, um, the, the passports that other nationals hold. So it's quite troubling, but it will be really interesting to see the statement of the Supreme Court on some of these things when eventually it's again judgment day in terms of the uh, presidential election petitions tribunal. But um, I was reading something from someone who, who strikes as really a good um, political analyst, especially in the Nigerian space, Ugo Egujo, that's his name, yeah. Mm. Um, and he was saying this man may have committed certain infractions, but in the eye of the law, there are certain dynamics that the law doesn't even recognize. There was a time, you know, he saw an affidavit before he became Lagos governor. I think it was in the run into his second tenure's election. I think that was when that happened. But, yes, 2003. He said, uh, if these things really happened, did he again benefit from his wrongdoing? These are some of the issues that the Supreme Court will be looking at. So, um, it will be really interesting because in the end, whatever the Supreme Court says isn't just a judgment. It's in in, in itself, you know, going to be like a policy statement. Yeah. And nationally, it is good. It will set a benchmark for how other judgments regarding these things come up. But perjury, it's criminal by virtue of what the Constitution is saying. If he had committed perjury, then I think so be it. But we can't sit here and decide his fate because, of course, the matter is in the court of law. From a Nigerian perspective, it's really sad that the leadership, we just came off the back of a, um, of a president in the presence of President Muhammad Dubari who had this same issue. It's almost like a deja vu. Yeah. You begin to ask questions. Are we presenting really our best to represent us at the highest level? So, Marvelin, Marvelin. Well, in the case of Buhari, the court, you know, Supreme Court uh, uh, rule or decided that, look, uh, you just need to show proof of attendance. It can pass for uh, a certificate, you know, and then at the time I remember saying that 
look, if I just, uh, assuming I don't have any certificate, if I just go to Obasanjo Model School right now, just walk into the classroom and then sit and then, you know. Take photographs. No, even attendance shit. And that's proof now. Uh, <laughs> take for, and, you know, attendance, you know. It can pass for, you know, a certificate. We have, well, like the Gen Z's will say, Nigerian accrues. <laughs> Let's play this insert. Atiku Abubakara. When we come back, two guests will help us to understand some of these issues. Stay here. Fellow citizens, Federal Republic of Nigeria, I consider it important to address and report to you today on issues that define the future of elective government and legitimate leadership in our country. Political leadership and active citizenship matter because there are ways through which we all work together to build a country that works for all who live in it and who will come after us. Our country is bigger than any one of us and its standing in the world affects the fate of all who come from or live in this great country which has great future. As leaders, it is our duty to advance the well-being of all our people and of the country. For this purpose, my generation worked hard to return the soldiers to the barracks, very many of us are here, and to defend the right of the people to elect and establish for ourselves legitimate government. Our elections are established and governed by law and founded on the constitution from which leadership and government in Nigeria alone derive their legitimacy. The people look up to us as leaders to respect these rules and to defend them. This is what has brought us here today. Today, we are called upon to again as a people to uphold and defend the ground rules of elected government in our country. The Constitution prescribes the requirements for those who seek the highest elective office in the land. It should not take months or indeed decades for the institutions concerned to be able to do their work in establishing the credibility of any certificates presented by candidates for public office. We undertook this journey at great cost and for important reasons. The ground rules for legitimate governance in our country need to be upheld. And you are who are gathered here today have the responsibility of upholding those ground rules. And the reputation of our country is at stake. That affects everyone, Nigerians, everywhere, wherever they may be in the world. I am a Democrat by conviction and a citizen of a country that I love. The issues at stake in this case require us once more to rededicate ourselves to both the country and our constitution. Now we must entrust these facts to us all as citizens and as leaders of the institutions charged with interpreting our constitution.
I should thank the lawyers, both in Nigeria and in the United States, who have assisted us in bringing clarity and definitive answers to these issues that appear to have defied our institutions for nearly a quarter of a century. I also want to extend my gratitude to the Nigerian citizens and friends of Nigeria, both within and beyond the shores of our country, for their patience as we have sought to find the facts and establish the truth. I wish to pay tribute to the late human rights activist, Chief Gani Fawehimi, Senior Advocate of Nigeria, who inspired us on this path of discovery. Now he can truly rest in peace in the assurance that what he started about 23 years ago has come to fruition. Ghani's vindication today gives credence to the saying that no matter how fast a lie runs, the truth will someday overtake it. Former American President Thomas Jefferson once said, and I quote, if I had to choose between government without newspapers and newspapers without government, I wouldn't hesitate to choose the latter. From exposing the Watergate scandal and unraveling the dubious certificates of politicians, journalists have maintained eternal vigilance by breaching the gap and stepping in when other arms of government failed. It is for these reasons that commendation must be given to David Hunday, an independent journalist whose extraordinary work and those of many more young people like him has become a source of inspiration. Yeah, we're glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Two guests, erudite uh, public intellectual. Uh, we have Dr. Philip Nyango. I see you with us. Good, yeah, good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, um, Joss. Good evening, Nigeria. Glad to be here again. Good evening, Gilbert. Yeah, good to have you. We have the senior man. Uh, he just <laughs> added, you know, a heart <laughs> to his father. So he's... Uh, the chairman of uh, okay, talk to us about you know the new feather that you have to your heart right now. Yeah, so um, good evening, Plato and uh, Beyond and um, Ponsac and Gilbert. It's always good to be in JFM. So, so so Plato State is uh, revamping uh, the football thing. We we know that sports and football is very key for us here. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to look into. I'm a grassroots uh, scout for football. I'm an, mm-hmm. I'm a FIFA agent. So, uh, great, gratefully, I mean, there was an election yesterday and I emerged as the, uh, the chairman for Basa Local Government mm-hmm. uh, Football Association. Mm-hmm. It's all about grassroots football, bringing talents to bear. I don't believe that Mercy is the best player in the world. I just believe that the best player is not shown to the world yet. Congratulations. 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 Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, Honorable Senior Man Daniel Asama. <laughs> yes, this, the comrade is there. Too. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, comrade Honorable Senior Man Daniel Asama. So he's here with us. Oh my God. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, let's talk about. I don't know who's going to start first, but uh, maybe uh, Doctor Nyango, Philip Nyango. I mean, what do you think about all this hula baloo about you know the certificate? Will I say saga or the? Uh, conundrum, you know, that has engulfed our country, you know, ever since after the presidential election in February, mm-hmm. especially uh, around the president, Bola Ahmatinubu. Well, um, quite um, 
incisive to say that um, today uh, we've had a situation of enjoying a weather of uh, a rainy hamatan. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's had, right. We had dusty rain today. Virtually all the vehicles in just were somewhat <laughs> messy with um, with the rains rather than being clean. So it's not only Nigerians so, that are confused. The weather is also confused. The weather is also confused, okay? <laughs> so I had to point out that obvious um, um, analogy and phenomenon occurring even with our weather, okay? It's a complication that requires a whole lot of explanation. It is um, a precarious, I mean a difficult uh, situation, begging for answers. And this is so because um, INEC has a lot of answering to do. The people also have a lot of answering to do because we all, I would love to say, are complacent in this because in one way or the other, we have been quiet, we have been docile, we have been accepting of a gory status quo. Why? I get to say that um, Nigeria enjoyed somewhat of a revolutionary electoral experience um, in March this year, February and March this year, because we witnessed um, a new paradigm. We witnessed people defying traditional politicians to choose um, what a number of us really didn't support, okay, the, the OB design. Mm. Now, this is to say that we must, as a people, perpetually continue to demand for what is proper. And it is totally out of place that across institutions in this country, we find unexplained characters dominating the hem's position of um, leadership across institutions. It's not just an issue of um, the, federal, the federal executive design of governance being headed by a person with questions unanswered. It is a perennial question across institutions. You find that uh, just recently, um, the Minister of Communications was made a professor in very, very uh, scandalous, I would say, because ASU has come up to, to give explanations to that uh, um, uh, obvious situation in very scandalous situations. Very recently, we've seen the Mesoma situation. Okay. Yeah. It is, we've seen institutions even within um, all faiths. Um, is it that um, within shrines there are questions unanswered? Is it that within the places of worship, both in churches and mosques, severe questions unanswered? So for us, it is a systemic issue that every Nigerian must begin to be responsible for his own contribution to this pot of severe malady that even the weather is trying to give us um, its own its own response. So we all are responsible for this tragedy. And I dare say, um, it, is, it is very appalling and very unfortunate that um, uh, Mr. President, I would love to say, um, would need to give Nigerians answers. But he's our president. Um, he, he currently is the commander-in-chief, and we must respect the office of the commander-in-chief. However, um, the registrar of um, CSU has come up to, to even give um, an opinion that affects even us, that uh, would want to say he admitted, advocates he admitted, of... Mr. Um, Westberg, uh, Westberg yeah. you know, admitted that, look, the city, he admitted that Tinubu indeed was admitted into CSU, yeah. but he graduated. But what Mr. Westberg you know, mm. said was that the certificate tendered by Tinubu mm. to INEC 
did not emanate from their own institution. So why, why should a practice like that ever happen? Why? Why? Others want to go on to give explanations that, and in fact, even the admission of of, Mitt, of Mr. White Park would be with uh, some questions even unanswered. Because if you trace the whole um, social security number of um, the person who who was admitted, there would be questions unanswered. So the whole design, I, I wouldn't want to say, is a global issue of um, severe. Um, insincerity in, in, in the affairs of human beings. Yes, maybe a somewhat occurrence, but there is some other in the institutions of states in other democracies and other claims. This is the demand we have here. Nigerians must continue to demand for persons who, who have the capacity, who show great character, persons who are with the um, capacity, with the um, learning, with the um, apt with the capacity to unlearn bad practices and, and adapt to, to what would make a society egalitarian. Not persons with a persistent penchant for crime, um, forgoing funds because of narcotics uh, with an admission for it, um, in, even in the courts. Okay? And yet you find that Nigerians would go on to taking funds and demand that th those would be the persons they want to lead them. Otherwise, um, they would not pick persons who have saved up um, billions and billions of, of, of Naira in, in treasuries of governments. And you, you, just imagine the Anambra situation. Today you have a Soludo that just this week has given over 1.5 billion to mission schools. So these are the kind of persons we're seeing the examples here for us, our governor here also trailblazing in governance, okay? Making deliberate efforts to clean up the very tragic situations inherited, not having complaints, but daily making incremental um, positives in governance, right. commissioning projects, even when there are no funds available. I, I, I just want to say, these are when we find people that demonstrate and give a great expression of character mm. they would want to bring to governance mm. and propositions. I think society needs to think better and not just this cash and carry, not just this um, obstinate demands and, and this very... Um, medieval tendencies of um, very mischievous um, I would say primitive uh, same fate um, inklings and right. tribal inklings I think right. we need to win ourselves off this and yeah. demand for good governance by picking the best persons. Yeah well Sinoman Honorable Daniel Samuel let's talk I mean the whole controversy surrounding uh, the president uh, especially around certificate and you know what have you what's your own you know thought about that yeah, it is uh, like Dr. Nyangro just said. It is very, very sad that we we are ended up we're ending up like this in Nigeria. Okay. You know, the, the annoying thing is Nigerians are very brilliant people. We are very intelligent and brilliant, and we are tenacious and we are resilient. We can go through the studies. I mean, you can see a lot of the things that we do that are more difficult than actually singing in the class and going through the discipline of class. I don't see why people are just not taking it to the end. I, I always say this, and I'll continue to say the problem with this country or the problem with us in Nigeria is about ethics. It's about ethics and value. It's about morals. It's about patriotism. It's about paradigm shift. It's about us not imbibing about there are things that are exogenous to us. 
You know, we are, I'm sad that we are slowly drifting into kakistocracy. We are getting to that place and we are getting there very quickly. And what is that word, that kakistocracy? I mean, what, what do you mean well, by that word? Kakistocracy is a government where the less qualified people are the ones ruling. Okay. You know, so for me, I will tell you this and I will say this with no sentiments. I, I, I preferred my OB as a president. I saw him as the most outstanding candidate amongst all the candidates. I thought that Nigeria was going to go that way, and I was so happy that I saw that uh, the whole thing was turning that way. Unfortunately, he, he didn't win by the umpire, which I don't know if the umpire was right, but he didn't win by the declaration of the umpire. But this is it. Like Dr. Hare said, we must continue to push on what is right until it's done. Accountability must be... This is the, the judgment, the yastic we're going to be using on our leaders should be accountability. Now, that for example, Tinibu, for example, how did it get here? How did we get to this point where somebody has become a demigod? You know, Tinibu is untouchable. You know, he looks untouchable. Everybody dreaded the name. Once you hear, I understand that this is a man who brought everybody on board. Every time he's on leadership, he brings people on board. He brings, he tried to take people along. He tried to show people. He even groomed a lot of people who have become great men in this country. But that does not mean that he's exonerated from being human. If at any point he has erred, this is the difference between us and the West. If it were in the West, it doesn't matter who you, what you've been to me. Even if you're my father or even if you're my brother, if you err or you do the wrong thing, they will stand up and say it. But we are not. I don't know what is wrong with us. We're diff- I mean, the fact that this man had done favor for me, the fact that this man has done a lot of good things to me does not mean that he's continued doing the wrong thing and nobody's saying nothing about it. I want to believe with you that in 22 years ago, there was this issue of certificate around the man. And now again, the issues of certificate are still coming around the person. With a lot of rumors peddling about your name. Nobody knows your classmates in school, not even from primary or secondary schools that you go here. And I think the Nigerian system is really kind. The Nigerian system is not difficult for heaven's sake. What is the grade that you need to become a president? A primary school certificate. At least if you can present something like that, that you've gone to a school like that, it's, it's enough for the government for you to be part of the system. I just don't know how difficult it is. And until we imbibe democracy the way it is, I will always say that. We need to think it. If this democracy of a thing is the thing that will work for us, maybe we don't need this kind of democracy. Maybe we need to carve out our own democracy that will work for us. Because this democracy that we are claiming we're practicing is the fake one. It is really adulterated because it's supposed to be a federal system of democracy that we borrowed from America, but we are practicing an entire different thing. You cannot borrow a half-baked thing. I always say it. If you're borrowing a car, borrow it with all the, the, the four tires on it. You cannot borrow a car with three tires. You're not going to be driving a car. It's going to be a tricycle that will not even move. The system that is... Pra- the whole of this shenanigans in this country is really happening because there is no electoral colleges in our system. That is what is called electoral colleges that America has injected in its own democracy and in a way of doing an election. If you have, you know, that is, there is a major, there is a qualification 
for a certain state to have a certain electoral college. Ohio, Pennsylvania, these states that are having swing, they are called the swing states, they are there because of a reason. There is a certain contribution they do to nationhood and to the GDP and to the entire country as a nation that makes them higher, higher, a high um, electoral Ventus. college. And when they have a high electoral college, that means the people there understand what government is. Yeah. For instance, Ocean State, for example, that you have like a bunch of professors. In Ocean State, you, you understand that if you're winning an election in Ocean State, you must have understand that the, the, you must have gotten to a place where you are. You have win the hearts of professors. And that means you've been mostly credible. So until we get to that place where we imbibe in the full democracy like the way it is in the West, we are lying to ourselves. One day we will wake up and the president of Nigeria will be the chairman of hoodlums. Because they, if, they, if they grow in numbers more than us, which a lot of us wouldn't come out to vote because you went to school, because you have a degree, because you are angry, because the system has not been working for you on an election day, like, I'm not going to vote today. Those right. hoodlums will always come out and vote. And before you, you know, they will vote one of theirs as a president. And we end up in a kistocratic situation. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Dr. Yango. Yeah. Atiku Abubakar, the man who pursued this issue, writes onto um, the United States of America. I have certain allegations mm. on him, and you know him too well. Mm. I supported him. You have, yeah, you did support him yeah. just in the recent past. Exactly. Halliburton scandal is still attached to, you know, Atiku. Not convicted, mm. but these things are question marks before, you know, Atiku Abubakar. And yet, during his press conference, he did speak about probity, about morality. And one might beg to ask, is Atiku Abubakar in the right place, right position to speak about some of these values? Does that mean you have descended this law? And I would like for you to help us understand the role that Nigerians have really played. The highest, at best, we do with these things is to speak. And after a week or two, all is down the drain. What is wrong exactly with checkmating the activities of our leadership? And how have the strongest of us, you know, not necessarily with the best qualities, grown to go closer to the quarters of powers than we expect? Great question, Gilbert. And I dare say that um, for me, the answers are clearly in the conversation we had um, before your question came. And I, I clearly laid bare the fact that we all are part of the problem. And I, and I dare frontally say um, Atiku is not a saint. Atiku is absolutely not um, um, the angel that um, one would have expected would be pursuing this. But within the confines of the law, within the confines of a constitutional democracy and the outcomes of um, an electoral process that ought to be adjudged free, fair, and credible, okay? Atiku has evolved as one who is doing what those who are the saints of society but have turned a very defiant... Um, laser sphere um, gesture or posture too okay he is the one now doing what the consciences of society ought to do can we say that um, it is ungodly for that to be done now that good is coming from a person who is bad it doesn't change the fact that it is good the question here would be bad should always be bad regardless of who does it Okay, whether, whether a pope, whether a, an imam does what is bad, 
it must be called bad and that is the question here but we must also acknowledge that a person who does good if he does what is bad he should be punished for what is bad that is what thrives and that is what drives a modest democracy that is why we could see trump being arrested just just few few weeks ago with mock shots of mr president okay that is what a democracy ought to be yes uh, uh, yes mr former vice president um, uh, um, clearly Al-Haji Atiku Al-Bakar has questions un- unanswered and he has constantly said if you have corruption charges against me, bring them to me I'll answer them. However, I, I would be quick to say the design of our society is that institutions are dysfunctional and dysfunctional institutions clearly do not give birth to the kind of republic we desire. INEC has clearly fallen below the bar in this why because the design of the institution itself requires a whole a whole rejigging to it um a government in power appoints the person to to be independent how independent would that person be um we keep having a system of um not properly structured um uh, um investments in, in government that's why we would have over bloated spendings for for the political class and very meager investments for the vast majority of citizens we just have come out of of an industrial um a supposedly planned industrial action that's been called off why um clearly disproportionate investments for uh, segments of society the elite class has taken a very substantial portion leaving um just a paltry available uh, um uh, clear propositions of of appropriation to the civ- to the entire citizenry these are the questions unanswered now you would find that we're grappling with explanations of of um, unexplained wealth numerous persons in government have a great um, degree of unexplained wealth and in in this country unexplained wealth is not criminal so these are the core these are the issues at the core of why our democracy is not working um as it is where with great demands of um, huge cost of education government at the center is pulling out even of, of of funding education you pick budgets year after year and the very reasoning capacity that ought to drive a democracy government is running away from it so you would find what really is the design of how we want this democracy to evolve in the short term and in fact the long term as it is the designs are needing attention and i dare say that um avenues like this would remain the very available um and very great incentive for us to drive public engagement to get citizens active and demanding for what is right and being hopeful and positive and not just abdicating the responsibility of being patriotic but clearly giving citizens hope in in the sense that we must be the little lights at very dark corners giving hope and giving value by making sure we we do what is just and fair yeah. at the uh, clearly at the uh, in fact at the points of demand and not just hoping that the persons at the centers will just be uh, the saints we demand yeah well uh, uh comrade asama would you like to respond to what uh, he has said uh, before open the phone lines yeah okay. the the truth the truth is um we we will not i would we will not relent in saying this we will keep repeating this over and over again until maybe something is done the truth is we are gradually losing a nation we are and it is just because a few people are partakers of the big table 
and it's difficult for those big people who are partakers of the table to see anything wrong in the table they are partaking from. Well, wrong and evil is evil regardless of how many and who are doing it. And good is good regardless of if you, even if nobody is doing it. We will not keep quiet. We will keep talking about it. And all I want from Nigerians is to continue to do the right thing. A lot of these troubles are, is happening because, in fact, I will tell you, for example, I've been following a lot of the development in uh, uh, there is a, there's a Facebook page called the Plateau Intelligentsia. And I've been following a lot of the development that's happening in the intelligentsia because of all the rulings that have been happening in the courts and the judgments that have been coming out. And it is sad when you hear how intelligent young plateau people are bombarding themselves on that platform. I mean, just you wake up this morning, the judgment goes this way. The entire of this faction is on fire. You wake up the next morning, the judgment goes that way. The entire of that faction is on fire. I just want us to be rational. Well, I just want us to be rational, look at plateau face and push towards plateau. Well, we look at issues that we need to do to develop the state. Regardless of who is in power, when the person is mentioned to be in power, support that person. All right. And then when it's time for that person to be, you know, the system cleans itself. If the person is going to be out, he will be out regardless. And then whoever comes and support them, okay. that, is, that is how we will grow a nation. Let's you cannot continue to be bittered. And we expect that the nation grows. Yeah, well, uh, those people, there's their business, you know, to argue and debate. You can join the conversation. Yeah, well, you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 081-281-2187-7777. Or you call 090-556-6699. On Facebook, we are JFM Live. And on Twitter, we are JFM Just. That's X, really. Yeah, well, let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. All right. I don't know what's going on. Let's. I hope this works now. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much, Mr. Posak. This is the voice of Angwaru Kuba, Comrade Dadoanti Solomon. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead, sir. God bless you. You are just have analyzed it very, very critically and very, very perfect. You know, that is a, is an international disgrace to Nigeria. The number one citizen has a certificate problem. Number one citizen. And this is not the first time. The previous president was having a certificate, primary school certificate saga in Nigeria. Primary school, primary school certificate. There was problem. And this one again, we have, uh, we have a certificate problem. Don't you think it's a big setback? This is, is an embarrassment to Nigerians. And unfortunately, look at their age. I don't know the legacy they want to leave to uh, the younger, the younger ones. I don't actually know. And these people say they want to work for this country. I don't actually know how they go to work for Nigerians with this kind of attitude. I don't. So, for example, what I let me be very brief. Uh, I'm waiting to hear uh, from our uh, from our judiciaries. Uh, and, and, and our national assembly. These are issues that Nigerians send them. Every living Nigerian has a representative. So if that is the, the, the spirit they want to embark, and you want the younger ones to embark, then will this country witness? Can we see the green light of the day? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, what is consulting me now is that the, 
Hey, the government party said he's working. He's working to enact that two people with his cabinet. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making your comment brief. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Okay. Not working. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, my name is Comrade Mark Patrick Okoro Craft. I'm calling from Blue Major School here in Angola. Getting my brother to the studio. Yeah. You see, when we talk about certificate, certificate, certificate saga, the only regime that brought transit in any certificate issue is Shehushari regime. After Shehushari, just come forward to the civilian government. You see, what Nigeria is facing is that one, we think that we are so smart. You have this fast learning, you have part time program, you have evening program, you have to get out everywhere. Like uh, uh, one of our guests was just saying that what uh, Nigeria needs a name of it. I think we saw what happened in America some few days ago how the speaker was impeached. What was the immorality and certain other things around? That was, he didn't take the time, they impeached And there was no argument, nothing like sentiment or state of origin or indigenous or anything. They, they stood their ground, they did the constitution. But here in our country, when you come to issues like this, we start bringing in religion, travel, sentiment, nationality. That is why Nigeria. Now ask me, when the former minister of the communication award got a professorship, you can ask me, how did you? Because you don't go to university and start getting professors. You must have books you have written, you have both journals, everything that will back you up before you become a professor. But now in Nigeria, now before you talk to the Robinson, now somebody answering from somebody say, from where? That's what makes professorship in Nigeria and doctorate degrees in Nigeria. Look, that was just a fact. It's a fact that in terms of people that don't even, but when you come to the president, these people just die fine. So we have to bring sanity into our certificate. Then for me, I'll drop all these professors, doctors, they just go and keep it one side. Let's face our first degree and HND and face reality. But what we are facing now today, now, we are starting to use money to bastardize Nigerian certificate. Now, I think you saw what the, one of the judges said the last time in uh, uh, the in, in America. He said he took away that the well, that is observable in Nigeria, which is a very bad. And it's creating a problem for Nigeria who go outside to work. By the time you get they subject you to another exam. Very critical thing now. A little bit, you say, you think this is Nigeria. Honestly speaking, we have to be very careful. Whether you're a minister, you need to be free. Don't wake up one morning and say, what to answer from you. If you have scooter, maintain scooter. If you have diploma, maintain diploma. If you say yes, maintain or HND. Good evening. Thank you. Well, Gilbert, take us through. On Facebook, Ayodele Agbabiaka is saying, our leaders need to do the right thing for the sake of integrity. Zanri Timnan Labar is saying, APC in Plateau State is more desperate 10 times than Atiku. The party is trying at all costs to reap from where it has never sown. Desperation kills faster than cancer. Keep it up. From Lokman Buarat, district of Lantanot, Don Z says, To stop all this blame game, the problem of Nigeria is far beyond certificate. Let the government of the day face governance to better the lives of its citizens. God bless Nigeria. Ephraim Choji says, Honestly speaking, I don't think he is desperate for this power. But he wants the right thing to be done for the progress of Nigeria and for the benefit of the common man. Nigeria will surely succeed. Gerard Longlad says, Talk about Plateau State of Affairs. Nothing seems to be happening. Leave Atiku alone. David Mark Sambo says, um, 
His Excellency Atiku Abubakar is not desperate. The question is why is APC as a political party presenting candidates that didn't go to school to govern Nigeria? We had the same issue with Buhari, now with Tinubu. Felkuka Factors go on. Says the issue of the election in Nigeria has become child's play. Bonsak, you are a good uncle. Wong means masquerade and gang is the name Ngas called Tarok people. Suleiman Jibiril says... There is no doubt about what APC said. Alhaji Atiku Abubakar Waziri Adamawa is very desperate to become president of Nigeria, and which is going to be very, very difficult for him. If I were Atiku, I will resign completely from politics. Pan Moon Dauda Dasherp says, um, To some extent, Atiku is kind of desperate. Let the rights owner be given his mandate. That is Peter Obi. MC Fuang says, I think both President Tinubu and Atiku are desperate. If the president's certificates were truly forged, let him be dealt with according to the constitution of the country. Ice King James says, Even Peter Obi is desperate. I never liked any of them. I'm still celebrating BCM's victory at the tribunal. Have a splendid day ahead. Hapsin Manasseh says, This issue of certificates forgery from PDP as for me does not hold water. Leadership is not about how many certificates you acquired, but it's wisdom. PDP should allow Mr. President to focus. So fine, Akila says, I am in support of what Atiku did. We can't keep on producing fraudulent leaders. God bless Nigeria. Awari Jonah Ayuba says, It's so unfortunate that the leadership of the APC have the efficacy to justify the shenanigans. Um, in a nation governed by law, by now APC should bury their heads in shame. The PDP candidate is trying to ensure transparency in our, in our electoral system. Ayuba Mozi says, What a pity. Our nation is getting darker by the day. Many are out, are out there with issues of certification. Nobody knows. Only their conscience can do justice to that. Well, gentlemen, please go ahead and respond and give your final remarks from the comments that uh, uh, our uh, audience, you know, have sent in. Well, um, sincerely, to my mind, uh, this is a reinforcement of um, the lines of thought we've tried to put forth here. A gory situation with even uh, a clear manifestation. Or maybe you can make comment on the, uh, because yeah. there's palpable tension in the yeah. air right now that mm. fuel may increase price. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Based uh, on, you know, what I've well, been reading, because well, deeper owners are saying that landing costs is 720, well, um, whatever, you know. Sincerely, Ponsak, um, <laughs> Nigerians are already going through severe difficulty. It can never get us more worse than this, yeah. because Nigerians are already going through severe disease disregard to rule of law, severe insecurity, poverty, that um, I think even with parameters of calling this republic the poverty capital of the world, okay? So I, I would just want to say that we must remain resilient and we must remain patriotic. And um, for scholars across public universities in Nigeria, uh, other university staff, other institutions, their experience is quite gory. Uh, several months of withheld income, yet the economy is biting. Mm. I dare say it's to remain resilient, continue. By the way, this week um, has been a week um, of celebrating teachers across the world. Um, teachers must continue to give this democracy the kind of learning that would get this democracy to levels of better understanding and better quality. Because what we are experiencing is largely a function of inefficient and poor funding to get our democracy to where it's supposed to be. And those in charge 
are stifling, stifling and making sure that there is very inefficient funding to make this democracy what it ought to be. There is hope at the end of the tunnel. Nigeria will be great. This nation would prosper. But as citizens, we must take up our responsibilities of demanding what is right and insisting that we play our part of doing what is right. Thank you. Lecture, go to class despite the difficulty and please do what is egalitarian society. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Philip Young. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent about whoever is presenting the truth. I, I really don't like it when people are depicting names and are calling people who are calling out others. If someone is doing something wrong, I don't care who is pointing finger. If he's able to say that this thing you're doing is wrong and you think that other person is wrong, also point your finger. So we all talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it out. Let's just not continue to be, uh, compro- to be compromising and then the truth is being lured out because we're feeling like someone is desperate. I-, I believe that people can be desperate, yeah. But at the same time, we need to say the truth. It doesn't matter. Whoever brings the truth, let's listen to them. And if another person has another truth and they bring it against that other person, let's also listen to them. That's how the system will function. If we continue to shield people or tell people to keep quiet because they have one issue or the other, we will not make progress. If anybody is coming in bold enough to say some truth about some other person, I'm not here to hold a brief for Atiku, but Atiku presented evidence from the U.S. and said, this is the evidence I have. There was a judgment in his favor in the U.S. that he brought and he said, this is what I have against Tinibu. If you have something against Atiku, also present it. Bring it and also talk about it. Let's all talk about everybody's fault. And so we all correct it so that we can have a good nation. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to do it so that we will not keep quiet. If anybody is having anything wanting, come out, come out with evidence. Don't just speculate. Come out with evidence. Let's talk about it. Let's find a way out of it. And then about the whole thing with the economy, I want to sincerely uh, empathize and sympathize with all of us for what the situation we're going through economically. But I also want to encourage Nigerians that it is not going to give way anytime soon. I had already predicted, I was saying that the dollar was going to be a thousand before December and it's already there already. So I knew that until the government is stopped being impulsive and is looking back into internal economy to hold up for SMEs and create a way of revamping the Naira, whatever we do, we're just going to be slumming down and down and down. No. It's just like a rolling stone. And I don't think it's, in fact, it's a, it's a snowball. Yeah. It's growing as it's rolling down the mountain. I'm, it's sad to say, I'm afraid by saying this, but I'm telling you, brothers, sincerely, it's going to be worse before maybe it gets better. Thank but you. I do not see any light yet. I'm just optimistic, but I do not see light yet. Thank you very much. Thank you uh, very much, Honorable uh, Daniel Asama, Senior Man. Thank you, Dr. Philip Nyango. Well, Gilbert, you find a way. Happy yeah. weekend to our listener. Yeah, well, the news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 